How many is here happy to see 2020? Raise your hands. Whoa! I'm in the wrong place. I'm just joking. I'm in the right place. You guys are happy to see 2020. Okay. Now, who's here is thankful that 2019 is gone? Raise your hands. Okay, so more people are grateful for 2020 than 2019. Some of y'all had good years in 2019. Some of y'all had great years in 2019. I spent my New Year's at uh, Pastors Rod and uh, Sister Joanna McLean. I went to their house on uh, uh, New Year's. It was a joyous occasion. Great food, great family. But let me be real, okay? How many of you, when you saw the, like, countdown, you know, 10, 9, Eight, seven, six by four, three, two, one. And you all gave each other a high five. Happy New Year, Happy New Year, Happy New Year. And you were all hugging up on people. Be real. How many of you shed a tear? Ain't none of y'all are real because I know some of you did. Let me ask that again. How many of you shed a little tear? I did. Y'all like, man, gee, you're just emotional. You're right. That's who God created me to be. We're all emotional beings. So I tried to fight back the tears because, let me tell you something, 2019, whew, that's all I got to say. I had to fight back the tears because my heart was faint and weary from the battles that went on in 2019. This was hard. But I'm alive, amen. You're still breathing, ain't you? You're still breathing? God got a plan for you. This morning, I want to talk about Ziklag. Our theme text is going to be from 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 1 through 8. Hey, guys, um, there's a Bible... Is there a Bible? Everybody look at Brother Kevin. This is the Bible. That is yours to keep. If you find it, keep it. Give it to somebody. Put it in a more convenient place in your in your house, in your study. You know what? This year, 2020, make it a goal that you give that Bible away. Not to yourself, but away to somebody else. Make it a goal. But don't do it arbitrarily. Do it because the Lord tells you this is the person you need to give it to. So, 1 Samuel, chapter 30, verses 1 through 8. says, three days later, when David and his men arrived home at their town of Ziklag, they found the Amalekites, or they found that the Amalekites had made a raid into the Negev and Ziklag. They crushed Ziklag and burnt it to the ground. Say, someone say crushed. They carried off the women and children and everyone else without killing anyone. Verse 3. When David and his men saw the ruins and realized what had happened to their families, they went until they, they wept until they could weep no more. 
gave his two wives, Ahinoam from Jezreel and Abigail, the widow from Nabal, from Carmel, were among the captured. David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters, and they began to talk of stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Then he said to Abathar, the priest, Bring me the ephod. So Abathar brought it, and then David asked the Lord, Should I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch them? And the Lord said to him, Yes, go after them. You shall surely recover everything that was taken from you. May the Lord add the richest blessings to the reading of his word. Ziklag. The place called Ziklag. First point is where? Next slide, you're going to see that, Sister Regina. Thank you, Sister Regina, for stepping up and doing that. Everyone look back there. You can't see her because she <laughs> can't see her because, you know, anyway, she's too short. Just like me. Where? Thank you, Sister Regina. The word Ziklag means the winding. Ergo, the picture of the winding road. Everything has a meaning. This morning, when you look back into 2019, some of you can say you were in a dizzying place. Hello? Dizzying place. The winding road. A winding road that leads you to ask God, where are you taking me? Ziklag was a, a place that David and his men were residing. While living in Ziklag, David, who was already anointed to be king, he was hiding from King Saul because he didn't want to. He didn't want to kill King Saul, but God had different other plans. You'll see the next chapter after that. But David was in a place personally where he would ask God, why? Now, in the book of Psalms, where David primarily wrote a lot of Psalms in the book of Psalms, the word why, and I didn't know this, I just checked it out. The word why is, appears in there 25 times, approximately 25 times. It's a lot of times. Can you ever say to yourself, you probably ask God 25 times. There's what, 31 days in a month? Maybe 25 times out of the day, out of, out of the month, you've asked God why. It's going to get a little hot and heavy. But that's okay. Stay with me because there's hope. 2019, who asked God why? Hello? Okay, good. At least we got some real people in here. I'm in the right crowd. Includes me. But brothers and sisters, let me tell you this. I need to say this to you. The Bible says that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Yes, amen. But I also need to say this. God is not afraid of your why. I was going through something. And Brother Chef, 
He asked me. He said, okay. So is God bigger than your situation? What do you want me to say? I'm, I'm a pastor. I'm supposed to say, yes, God is bigger than my situation. But did I feel it? The answer was no. God's not afraid of your why. He is big enough for it. Some of you, in two, some of you now are even grieving over the loss of a loved one, the loss of a relationship, the loss of a job or career, even the loss of a dream. Maybe you're even losing your health. And in those moments of grief, you ask, you ask, you ask honestly to God, why? How many of you got a response from God when you asked God why? How many of you got a response? You did? You did? You did? Some of you did? Kevin, what, what, what did God say to you? Turn to him for the answer. All right, anybody else? Who, who, who rose your hands? Sister Jay? Sister Joanne? Um, he said, because I have a plan. He said, because I have a plan. Because he has a plan. Sister Deb? He said, persevere. Just get up and I give you strength. Get up. I give you strength. I want one more. Sister Nicole? This is for you. You get a mic in your hand. First Sunday of the new year. She don't like microphones. Yeah, all right, never mind. No, I'm just saying, just, just give, give me the response that God said. He answered my prayer. All right, he answered your prayer. That's God. He just answers. He knows exactly what he does. He knows exactly what he says. He says, to me, this is what God's response was. Two words. Trust me. I'm sorry. I guess I'm just losing weight. Whenever I get up here, the glory just comes over me and I start losing weight. <laughs> I'm not doing keto. I'm doing God-do. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> he said, trust me. Some of us have minds that need to know everything. We have to know the uh, inner workings. And, and for those of you that are mechanics, praise God, you need to know how things work. You ever heard that saying, the devil's in the details? You ever heard that? Uh, that's a lie. Somebody lied to you. I don't know where that sign or that title or for that phrase came from, but it's a lie when you're a believer in the Lord Jesus. God has the details. It's his life that he is living in and through you and me. You see, you can ask why all you want, but just don't ask why, but ask what. Simple. Not easy to do, but simple. This will come clear to you as, a as the story progresses, but um, I know we're talking about fasting, and I'm going to tie it right at the end, so just stay with me, okay? So once you ask the why, now... Ask what? Now, I want to talk about the who. I want to talk about the who in the story. So where is Ziklag? The who in this story are the Amalekites. Now, remember where David is right now, and David and his men. They're in a place called Winding. Things are dizzy. Things are happening. They've got stuff stolen from them. 
He's in the place and he asks God, why? The Amalekites in the Jewish culture were known as or represented to be the evil eye of doubt. Whew, catch that, catch that, because that's so important. David's in a winding place, and in the winding place, the evil eye of doubt comes in. Mm. Y'all study with your word, because when you get the word of God, that's what happens. Revelation comes. You get put in a place where you got to ask God why, and then doubt starts to set in. When you're in a place, uh, when you are in the place of why, the enemy likes to put eye drops in our eyes. And then we start seeing from the perspective of, hey, does God really love me? Don't nobody want to ask or just say, yeah, I asked that, God. I asked that question in 2019. I did. When I was going through a very dark place, 2019 was just dark, okay? I ain't going to lie. Some good, but 2019 was just hard. I asked God, do you really love me? You see, that was the spirit of the Amalekites saying, I'm going to put doubt in your mind. You see, the opposite of faith is not fear, y'all. The opposite of faith is doubt. Doubt will cause you to fear. Doubt will cause you to go run amok and go out and do drugs and go drink alcohol, go to your gang, hang out, go to your bros. Doubt can consume you. Doubt can steal from you. Doubt is a BS that comes from the pit of hell. I didn't curse. BS stands for belief system. If you didn't hear my last sermon, that's where it comes from. Unfortunately, it never made it onto the podcast. That's okay, because for those of you that heard it, that was for you. Now everyone gets to hear it. It's a belief system, or I like to call it bologna sandwich versus versus the big steak. Man, I wish I was here. Anyways, we'll do video later on. The Amalekites represent a belief system that is anti-God and anti-faith in God. You see, this is what the world says. Put stock in yourself. Do what's right for you. Do the thing that makes you feel good. Wrong. Brothers and sisters, the minute that you made Jesus the Lord of your life, You gave up your sovereignty. It's his sovereignty that takes preeminence. His divine will over our own divisive will. You see, the enemy wants nothing better than to keep 2020 filled with doubt in your mind. The Amalekites represent that famous verse in the Bible, John chapter 10, verse 10. It says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he said, but God says, I came to give you life. I gave you a rich and satisfying life. 2019, you felt like you were lacking. And it was like, man, so when is my breakthrough coming? When is my storm going to end? When? 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 You keep holding on to that verse. There is hope, brothers and sisters. The devil wants to steal what belongs to you. He wants to kill What makes you come alive. There are dreams inside of you that you thought were dead. God says, not anymore. 
Man, put your heart, put your hand on your heart. Well, is it? Yes, that's this way. Put your hand on your heart and say, 2020. I need to hear you say it. 2020. I'm coming alive. 2020. Is when God comes alive in me. That's you. That's you. In our theme text, David was at risk for his life. They wanted to kill him. They wanted to throw stones at his noggin. And some of you in 2019, you had boulders thrown at your head. People lying on you. Things just happening all over the world. You're getting right, left, front, center, back. It don't matter. Look at a compass. You got thrown stones on there. Boulders were coming at you. Any, any of you felt uh, burnt out in 2019? Hello? I'm there. Let me tell you what was happening. It was right there. The Amalekites. You see, the Amalekites, the spirit of the Amalekites were coming after you. And they were working against you. But don't worry, there is hope. Here's point three. I know I'm moving kind of quick, but we'll... This is kind of where I want to camp at. So what's the plan? We know that he's in a winding place. And we know that we can all relate to the winding place. We all can know that we've all related to the doubt that the Amalekites, the spirit of the Amalekites came and the devil was trying to steal your joy, kill you, ultimately destroying you. But what's the plan now? With the remaining time, I want to talk about this. And verse 6 says, David encouraged himself in the Lord. So even in the middle of his muck and miry clay, even in the middle of his stuff, even in the middle of what looked to be when everything seemed to be lost, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Boy, that ain't easy. I ain't going to lie. Because when you're going through the muck and miry, you think, okay, God, so what's going to happen? It's not easy. But there is true. There is hope. That's how you do it. That's how you get out of that situation. It's to get yourself encouraged in the word. Now, I want to look at the word encouraged for a moment because it's an interesting word. The word courage means it's to fasten. Thank you, Sister Regina. You're on top of it. Fasten. You know, like a belt. Somebody should say, gee, you need a belt. No, don't say that. Whoever said no. I actually do need a belt. Anyways, fasten, attached to your person. See, David just came from a battle. And David probably had his sword fastened to his side, ready to go for the attack. We have a sword. It's called the Word of God in Ephesians. Essentially, David fastened the truth of God's Word to himself. But what was the truth? David fastened in his mind this truth, that the eternal God, the one who made the heavens and the earth, was with him. Let me tell you something. It's so good. I didn't talk to Brother Dennis about what I was going to talk about. He had no idea. But he said, but the, 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 I feel like in 2020, you got to know that God is with you because I needed to know that. I need to know that personally. 
I am not preaching to anybody here. I'm preaching to myself. If you get to get to hear the conversation, praise God. He said, Lord, you are, my, you are my eternal God. You're the one who made the heavens and the earth, and you are with me. Put your hand on your forehead. And say, Lord, you are the eternal God, the maker of heaven and earth, and you are with me. You see what happens when you declare, the, when you speak out the word of God, the enemy says, oh no, he's learned the weapon. He's learned to encourage himself in the Lord. He's learned. David still asked God why, but he did not stay in the why. David declared to himself the goodness of God. Let me tell you, I failed at this completely. Many times in, in 2019, I failed at this. I got stuck in the, in, in the why a great many times. I, I got stuck in where in the world are you taking me? I got stuck in how is this going to work? I got stuck in the, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, rather than he got me, he got me, he got me. Man, if there was a place to shout, that would have been it. Let me say that again. Because a lot of us are focused on, we got to, we got to, we got to. Man shall not live by bread alone. He said, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And he said, I'm going to work through you if you let me. You got to encourage yourself in the Lord. The only God I got to do is getting before the Lord. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 6 says, So we confidently say this, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Verse 7 says, My translation. A Yoabithar, get me my ephod. Yoabithar, go get me my ephod. We all need the Abathars in our life, amen. The ephod was a representation of the presence of Jehovah. In those days, the ephod was used by a priest that goes before the Lord. That was the Old Testament, but now we're in the New Testament. So what do we have? The Holy Spirit. The Word of God says that the Holy Spirit is the revealer of all truth. When you're in a winding place, when you feel like things are going just crazy, and you feel like the Amalekites have stolen everything from you. Go get your ephod. Get before the Lord. Get the whole, get, get in tune with what the Spirit is saying. And get in the flow of the Spirit. When we are faced with the Amalekite situation, when the enemy comes to ransack your life, go get in front of the Lord. Here's a side note. We all need avatars. People that will come alongside of you and say, this is what God says about you. I have several men 
and also several sisters in my life that I call Abathars. Kevin, come up here. You had no idea. Kevin, come up here. His name is Abathar. His name is Abathar. Thank you. You can take a seat. We all need those people in our lives that will come alongside you and, and tell you, hey, this is what the Word God says about you, not what you think about you. 2019, you tried it on your own. 2020, stop doing it on your own. Go get a brother or sister that will speak life when you're down. All right, that was free. Anyway, the next one's going to cost you. So David prepared his heart by encouraging himself in the Lord. And then he got someone to minister to him. And then he got before the Lord and he asked his very, very deep question. What? What? Remember what I said earlier, that God is not afraid of your why, but don't get stuck there? When David goes before the Lord... He asks, shall I? And that's the New King James Version. Shall I? He didn't rehearse some long prayer. He didn't quote Psalm 23, 91, or 119, although he could have because he did it. He just simply asked, shall I? And then one key thing. He waited. still waiting right and then he waited some of you in 2019 you've been waiting and waiting and waiting but I declare this morning that what you think is God's silence is actually God's salvation mm. Mm. boy that's good that's some good food right there. What you think is God's silence is actually God's salvation. Could it be that he is waiting for you to ask the right questions? Or could it be that when you kept knocking on heaven's door and you're saying, God, what took you so long? He said, I was preparing a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Whoo. That's all right. You can clap. Clap. <laughs> Look, one thing you got to know, 2020, if I start preaching, y'all got to holler at me. I came from the Pentecostal area, so. <laughs> Could it be that in the breaking of your heart, there came a breaking of the very thing that was holding you back? Who? Oh, man, that hurts. You see, David didn't keep on asking why. He asked what. David said, shall I pursue, overtake? But here's the one thing that David didn't know. You got to catch this. David didn't know, but God knew that everyone was all right. As far as David was concerned, his whole family was shot. The whole men, uh, the whole uh, family, the, the, his men's family, they were all gone. For, for all he knew, they could have been dead. 
David didn't know that. David just said, can I go after this enemy? Can I take their heads off for what they did to me and my men? But God knows what's on the other side of the breaking. And if you're taking notes, please write that down. God knows what's on the other side of your breaking. He knows what's waiting for you on the other side of the Jordan. You see, David saw what was stolen, but God said, recover all. And I'm sure just put your thinking caps on. David's like, wait a minute. He said, recover all. Hey, that must mean my family's okay. Hey, that must mean God got something for me in 2020. Hey, that must mean that God says you still got a plan. You're still living. You're still breathing. That's you. Amen, sister. You're raising your hand in agreement. That's where it's for you. And all of you else. Receive that word. I'm almost done. The mandate for restoration is not on you. The mandate came from the Lord to say to recover all. David was looking at retribution, revenge. God was looking at restoration. You see, you only want to see us men, okay? Us men, we're aggressive. We like to just go in on there and just take it. I mean, I'm not leaving your women out. I'm just saying because I relate to the man. We like to be aggressive. We're like, man, I want to go after this. But a lot of times we don't think about the whole picture. God knows the whole picture. We think of just a short term. Sister Odessa Lopez, uh, brother Jeff Lopez's wife, because Jeff was here last week. He's a guitarist that plays often with uh, Brother Harold when he's leading. Sister Odessa put this devotional out that read this. We only see a portion of the scene and we base our future decisions from there. Wow. So I shot her a message and I am I was like, sis, that's really good. That's really, really good because it's so true. We base our decisions from a impartial view. But God sees the whole picture. He says, he knows the end from the beginning. From birth to earth, he got you. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. And this is where we're going to tie everything into fasting. That's my next point. So how does this all tie into the fasting? It all ties in. Last week, Brother Michael Bird spoke on what the fast was. Can I give a caveat? Don't do this fast because everyone else is doing it. Don't. Fasting is so personal. As leadership, we are extending this invitation to you. By all means, please join us when only you feel the call of God doing it for you. While on this fast, you will encounter great revelation and great 
restoration. We also have a white paper. It has everything to do uh, with our stance on, uh, on fasting, what different types of fast. Please get that. If you have a medical condition, I'll say this. Make sure you consult with your physician. I mean, I don't want you, like, you know, passing out. Oh, I'm passing out. Well, you're passing. Well, that's something else, not for you. Don't do that. But please consult your physician. You're going to encounter great revelation and great restoration. Uh, there's this book here, Pursuit. It's from our, pa- our pastor friend at the Father's House, Pastor David Patterson. He wrote a 21-day devotional. Pick this up. We can get some more. Uh, I believe they're in the back right where Blake is. Um, if we don't have any more, we can get you one. And it's uh, $10 a copy. Uh, but so by all means, I encourage you to get that. When you find yourself in the winding place and when you find yourself in the valley of the wise, and when you finally get done with asking God why, get to asking what? Encourage yourself in the Lord. Soaking yourself in praise and worship. Be cautious of what you let in your ear gate and your eye gate and your mouth. That's so important during this fast. Be important. Be cautious of what you let inside your ear and what you see and what you put in your mouth. Some of y'all don't eat fast food. That's me. I thank God. You know, I don't really have the funds right now to eat fast food, so maybe that's a blessing for me. Because I like my burgers. Um, Anyways, somebody help me. (laughs) During this fast, you're going to need to encourage yourself. You're going to need to get with people. You're going to need to get with brothers and sisters in your life. You need to get to the avatars. Use this time of fasting to get with the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And then after you get your instructions from the Lord, I want you to do one thing. Obey. The sacrifice of whatever the Lord asks you to give up is nothing compared to the restoration that God's going to do in your life. 21 days. And I don't care what you fast. That's not my deal. It's between you and God. But give up something. I think Pastor... Uh, Jensen Franklin, he wrote this I saw it on Facebook, he said fasting is not about you getting more of God it's about God getting more of you it's really it like more of you Jesus, well I already done gave you everything at the cross it's you that's holding me back Give more of yourself to the Lord. Sometimes it's going to be hard and sometimes you're going to blow it. But don't stop. Because God knows what's on the other side of your breaking. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you. This morning. That you are the God that stays. You are the eternal God. You're the maker of heaven and earth. David said, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? It comes from the maker of heaven and earth. 
Father, this morning, 2019, we, we let go of what was, and we look forward to what is. We look forward to your plans. We look forward to the breaking because you know what's on the other side of our breaking. And Father, I thank you personally, as Gerald Chan, thank you for the breaking. Thank you for the breaking through. Thank you, Lord, for bringing me through that dark and bringing me into the light. You kept me in the light, Lord, but I thank you for bringing a greater revelation of your light, a greater revelation of your love, a greater revelation of who you are in my life, a greater revelation, Lord God. And Lord, as we embark on this fast, Lord God, whatever we give up, Lord God, whatever we give up to you, Lord God, you come running. You come running. And you say, I never left you. And for 2020, a lot of you need to hear that, is that God has never left you, nor will he forsake you. That's the theme for this year. For me, I will be with you. The Great Commission is go and preach the gospel to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And lo, I am with you to the ends of the earth. This morning, as Pastor Bob did the uh, communion, he gave the, he said that, you know, for those of you that want to give your heart to the Lord, you can do that right now. You want to rededicate your life to the Lord because you've been slipping, come back. The Lord's been waiting there all the time. And it starts with this very simple prayer, but that's just the starting point. It's not the ending point. It's your starting point. God wants to do great things through you he loves you that much so all you gotta do is say Jesus I accept you into my heart I believe you died on the cross you rose again on the third day I confess I'm a sinner and I receive your forgiveness of my sins and I receive your Holy Spirit to help me live the rest of my life for you. So here it is, Lord, 2020. Use me. Use me as a broken vessel and do whatever you want. We love you and praise you. Now, if you made that decision for the first time or you dedicated yourself uh, see Pastor Bob, myself. Uh, we also have other ushers that can talk to you about that. Be encouraged. I love you guys.